0: present in my mind this week because i'm planning lunar new year oh yes it's upcoming i yes it's very exciting and the phone game i've been playing is now celebrating it and so is the one that alex is playing and i'm gonna be honest both of them have slightly racist tinges (laughs) oh no are these the same phone games that you were addicted to the last time this came up I think so. I'm playing Project Makeover, which I recently learned has like terrible ads on like other like mobile games. And I didn't know that because as a game, it's like pretty OK. And Alex plays this one called Lily's Garden. And like <laughs> when it updated it, it showed like Lily, who's white, um, in like full like Chinese, like traditional dress. And she was like, I don't I don't know about this. But it's- you know what? I appreciate the effort. I'm gonna be honest, you know? I've never played a mobile game where they were like, let's celebrate the Lunar New Year. Sure, gotta cover that dead patch between Christmas and Valentine's Day. Exactly. Or Valentine's Day and 4th of July, depending on the timing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wondering if I've seen ads for Lily's Garden or if I've just seen something similar. I see, I see so many weird ones. I'm going to be like, I, there's one I saw like, like 10 times last night, um, which was this one for like solitaire clash or something, which is supposedly a solitaire game that if you win, it like gives you money. Um, and they film, like, a real ad where, like, a woman comes into a store, drops, like, hundreds of dollars in cash. And this, uh, and like, the employee picks them up and is like, you forgot your cash. And the woman is like, you can keep it. I want it on Solitaire Clash. I'm surprised that, like, you can advertise gambling that way. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the deal <laughs> is. A lot of questions. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't know, know enough about gambling. Like, maybe it's totally legit. <laughs> Yeah, okay, this is not an ad for Solitaire Clash. None of us can verify this information. Anyway, welcome to rom com i am Alex. And I'm Kat. And this month, we're talking about sliding doors, which the internet says is a Rom-Drom and not a Rom-Com. Yeah, that's my elements. bad, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought it was also a Rom-Com because of the way it's talked about. Look, I suggested this movie because i feel like people reference it all the time and neither of us had ever seen it i just thought it would be like a groundhog day situation because that's another movie that has you know a mechanic where people talk about it all the time and reference it in other things but if i remember correctly that's a good movie yeah groundhog day is quite good and it's also funny um this one was just pretty boring it was quite dull I definitely thought that there were going to be more doors. Like, I thought, because, like, sliding doors gives you, like, two parallel situations. I thought there were going to be, like, more parallel universes. I thought it would be clearer what the real story was. Well, I think that's, I think it clarifies itself at the end, right? Right. Look, I gotta be honest, I watched this movie, but I discovered this morning in reading Wikipedia that maybe I don't remember some of the end. Shall I summarize the plot? Yes, please. Please. Um, so Gwyneth Paltrow is British, apparently. Didn't know this was a British movie either. Horrible accent, but yes. <laughs> was it? I I thought it was okay, but maybe I stopped paying attention. There were certain words where I was like, What? <laughs> what? She works in PR and has a trash writer boyfriend, who we will call Jerry, as both actors are named John, and that seems confusing. She goes to work one day, la la la, everything's normal, and gets fired for stealing vodka, which is kind of funny, which begins a real downward spiral because she goes home and either catches or doesn't catch a train, at which point the movie basically splits into two movies that kind of like alternate scenes, which I didn't anticipate, um, spoiler alert, both movies are boring, but I guess we've already said that. <laughs> In one version, she gets home and immediately catches her trash boyfriend cheating. So she's like single, she's getting her life back together, hanging out with her friend, and she keeps running into slash hanging out with this guy, James, played by John Hannah, who to me was like, oh, that guy from a lot of things. Yeah, to me, I was like, oh, look, it's Jonathan from The Mummy. Oh, that's what Matt said. You've seen The Mummy? I've seen The Mummy, like, so many times, yeah. I love The Mummy. You know, after so many years of friendship, there are still new things to learn. Mm-hmm. Like that time we discovered we both hated biscotti. Yep. Anyway, so she is dating Jonathan from The Mummy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In the other version, she misses the train and slowly catches trash boyfriend cheating, which is to say she's, like, just more and more unhappy, blah, 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 and then... His American girlfriend exposes the affair because she desperately wants... Why both these attractive women want this horrible man, I do not know. It's inexplicable. I guess in the UK in the 90s, this is attractive. Like, what? Why? In both versions, Gwyneth Paltrow gets pregnant and then an accident occurs and she winds up miscarrying in the hospital. Apparently, in the one where she's happy with James Jonathan from The Mummy, she dies at the end, which neither Matt nor I remembered. She dies? Okay, okay, so it's not just me. Maybe it's kind of oblique. Yeah. Because Wikipedia definitely said she dies in his arms. No, so I remember he's like, he's like basically saying to her, like, please live or whatever. He's like crying at her bedside. But that was it. Like, I don't remember her dying like there was no like machine okay okay okay. i feel better now because i gotta be honest with you like it was a tuesday night i was really reluctant to watch the movie so we were drinking but we were like how drunk were we that we don't remember her dying but no it says in the storyline where she originally boarded the train and met her newfound love james she dies in his arms right after he says he will make her very happy i do not recall this (laughs) okay so maybe it's just like a brief moment and we talked over it, or looked away, or or it's ambiguous. I thought it was ambiguous. I was. I'm gonna be honest. I was watching on my phone while I played a phone game. So this is how I watch everything. Now. I, I. But I. I'm pretty sure that he just says all that and then like cries. Is that meant to be death? I'm very confused. Okay. Okay. okay well, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. Great. Thank you. I feel vindicated. Because I think I had sort of the same reaction as you where I was like, okay, so I guess the unhappy one where she recovers from the miscarriage slash accident and leaves Jerry and meets James for the first or second time or whatever in the elevator is the real version. Yeah. Although I have to say reading the death thing, I was like, I guess that makes sense since in the unhappy version, she just fell down the stairs and in the happy version, she was fully hit by a van. That was incidentally hilarious. It's kind of surprising that she survived to get to the hospital yeah anyway interesting concept dull movie couple okay moments Gwyneth Paltrow looks young and great I guess we were kind of meh on stakes in the 90s And uh, here we are. Yeah, so a couple of things. I actually don't have like that much to say because the movie itself truly was like, you know, you're kind of like, wow, this is a bit of a bit of a drag. Um, Alex was like, oh, I watched this when I was like a teenager and I remember liking it. And I was like, yeah, maybe back then. I don't know. Maybe like my brain. I'm sure it was groundbreaking. Like, I think it's conceptually interesting. It's just slow. I just wonder if my brain has become, like, too rotted by technology because I was like, I'm bored. But I also thought it was a rom-com and not a rom-drop, so I wasn't, like, emotionally prepared. There were a couple funny lines, but truly I was like, oh, okay, great. Thank God it's only 98 minutes. And then I was like, this was, like, 198 minutes. <laughs> Um, I would like to say this movie was like, we are British. Gwyneth Paltrow is so British, we're gonna have her spouting Britishisms like every other line. Uh, I don't know, like, there was one scene where she was like, bollocks! And then she said, like, bollocks! (laughs) Like, maybe, like, five more times, and I was like, okay, we get it, we get it, you're British. I did love, speaking of British things when she gets like the sandwich shop job in the unhappy version of her life. And she's like given a basket to go deliver sandwiches. And I was like, I guess the sandwich delivery basket is a thing because the only other place I've ever seen this is in Love Actually. Oh, oh, I would love it if any British listeners could verify that. Yes, please. Cause I always thought like, oh, this guy works at this office and he's handing out lunches. And I now realize this guy works for a sandwich place. Yeah. Wait, you've always thought he worked for the office? No, I feel like I always think that until we see him being a waiter at the oh, wedding. Oh, okay, okay. And then you're like, oh, I guess he works in food service. But initially you see a guy with a basket full of sandwiches in an office. Like, I don't know. I guess I was just like, this office has their own concierge sandwich basket, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> um, I was surprised at how much the horrible ex-boyfriend, Jerry, like, featured in this film. Yes, he has his own story, which in a way is more interesting than Gwyneth Paltrow's, even though he's garbage. Yeah, I... When he turns... Like, at the very beginning, because in both universes, you know, he's, like, rampantly cheating on her, you might want to, like, explain this a little more because I kind of glossed over it because of my lack of patience for this film. Sure. So, um... So, her boyfriend jerry she is essentially a live-in boyfriend he's supposed to be writing a novel that's gonna make the millionaires which like i don't know how he talked gwyneth baltrow into this <laughs> but she's basically supporting him and he like writes from her home. except that at the beginning of the film he's engaged in a torrid affair with his ex-girlfriend um and at the The beginning when she's like getting ready and taking the tube and like going to work like he's showering like getting the flat ready for the girlfriend to show up for them to have sex. He's also bad. He's bad at cheating. Yeah, he, he is sucks bad at cheating. <laughs> but I thought, much like Colin Firth's, like, situation in Love Actually, that this, like, he was going to appear for, like, a short time only and then disappear, but he is fully in the second storyline for a long time and makes repeated appearances in the Sliding Doors storyline, and you're like, oh god, but why? Why? Yes, he's basically there, like every other scene, whining about how hard it is to A, either maintain his affair, or B, he's sort of solved his... Because he's like, oh, I'm not cut out for cheating, and then he continues to cheat, and he's very stressed out by it, and then after the problem kind of solves itself, he's still not happy, which we all get to see coming. It's just terrible. yeah. I was like, I don't have patience for you, sir. Um, he was fully the third main character in this film, and I hated it. I feel like we almost got more of him than the love interest. Yeah, actually, I feel like that's true. Because you get a lot more scenes from his like point of view. Like, you don't really, you don't get any like point of view scenes from the love interest. Yeah, there's also a side thing which felt Ultimately kind of pointless to me, which is that the love interest has an ex-wife or all soon to be ex-wife with whom he is pretending to still be together because of his dying mother. And I feel like that's the only thing we sort of get about his life alone. Oh, God, that was so terrible. I really hated that. It was like she like sees. Why? Yeah, it's just. Just why? Oh, uh, it's so terrible. Also, the fact. OK, I have a lot of complaints about <laughs> Jonathan from the Mummy. <laughs> she said she had nothing to say. OK, so <laughs> the happy storyline works at so that she and Jonathan from the Mummy fall in love, which actually was good. Like that part was good. They're cute. Like, the dialogue or whatever of this movie is not bad. Yeah, that was actually... I think they did a good job, like, establishing, like, their friendship and then establishing, like, their feelings and, like, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so they have sex. And then she's helping his friend, like, do a PR launch for his restaurant. And (laughs) Jerry, the ex-boyfriend, fully crashes this, trying to win her back. And... Jonathan from the Mummy sees that Jerry kisses Gwyneth Valtrow, like, through a window, like, against her will, kind of, um, and... I do not even remember that. Yes. Like, I remember the party. Yeah. But- <laughs> and he's like, oh, and he just, like, Irish exits the party, like, doesn't call her for, like, a week. Like, she's living with her friend, and she keeps, like, coming back into the flat and is like has he called has he called and the friend is like no oh, he hasn't called yeah. he hasn't called like he just like fully ghosts her and then she runs into him and he's like yeah i was away on business and then they like actually have a conversation about it and he's like oh i just thought maybe you were like getting back together with him and i was like how would you have fucking know that how would you have fucking know that Jonathan the mummy if you didn't fucking call <laughs> look There is a lot of dated behavior and some dated dialogue in this (laughs) film. Like, if you were like, hey, I've been spending a lot of time with this person, like, we've now slept together, like, we're into each other, I thought, and then you see them, like, kissing their ex through a window, would you not, like, maybe pull them aside and be like, hey, what's up with this? (laughs) Look, we'll never know, because they don't bother to give us more backstory, but maybe it's related to the circumstances under which his marriage ended. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But that actually seemed amicable, because he, like, said about his ex-wife, he's like, she's a really good person. Like, yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I'm just out here writing fanfiction now. Yeah. I just hated, like, there are obviously... You know, like rom-coms are like the king of like a comedy of miscommunication kind of situation. But this was this was so annoying to me. This was so annoying. How could you like do this, then ghost them for like a week, weeks and then like come back? Oh, and by the time she comes back, she's also about to tell him that she's pregnant, but she doesn't get a chance to before the van hits her. (laughs) It's also possible that we have an extra short fuse for this, like, oh, you're married, I guess, situation after watching that Christmas movie. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that. Yeah, when they come back and, like, actually talk, that's when she, like, discovers like him and his like ex-wife she like goes to his office and his like a secretary or whatever is basically just like oh yeah he's with his wife at the hospital and she's like what and i was like what god it was like watching (laughs) that stupid hollywood christmas all over again (laughs) can we talk about lydia the american girlfriend oh my god lydia oof She is so intrepid and so determined to have Jerry for herself. Like, why? 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 This man brings nothing. Like, does he give you the best sex of your life? I don't think so, Lydia. I doubt it. He's weedy. Probably he tries hard. I don't know. He's so pathetic. I wanted to kick him. So, well, look, he's got time on his hands. So maybe. (laughs) But my thing is, in the unhappy version... The way she ultimately finds out that he is cheating is, correct me if I'm wrong, Lydia sets up like a fake job interview and summons her to her apartment where she reveals to both Gwyneth Paltrow and Jerry that she is pregnant. Yes, correct. And so I have two questions. First of all, this is 1998, so how is Lydia such a talented stalker for the purposes of terrorizing this other woman? Yep, yep. And second of all, what dreadful method of birth control are they using? I don't know, because Jerry has, like, fully impregnated two women at the same time. And she gets pregnant in the other storyline with James! I know. Like, is this the rhythm method? What is happening? <laughs> I thought Lydia was bat shit crazy, <laughs> but I... Didn't think that for, like, the longest time until she was having a meltdown when they went to their hotel getaway in Dorset. Yeah, I felt weird about it because I don't like, because obviously we don't like that trope. And then I was like, oh, we've really crossed a line. Yeah. From, like, your behavior is reasonable, I blame this man, to oh no (laughs) to like he opens the blinds and she's fully standing outside his kitchen window staring at him like you're like oh yikes now lydia the horror movie coming soon (laughs) yeah oh they love to be like oh look an american how uncouth (laughs) and also crazy apparently For Jerry, for Jerry. Yeah, no, that is inexplicable. He is basically a slug. Like, I just don't know. (laughs) Not attractive not successful. Sorry, this actor is probably very nice. But like, yeah, like there's nothing appealing about him. Like he's writing a novel that will never finish. Like he has a line at one point where he where his friend is like, oh, did you finally finish your book? And he's like, no, Russell, I'm a novelist. I'll never finish my book. And I was like, please tell fucking Gwyneth Paltrow this. I did kind of enjoy that joke, but also... Just everything about him. It just made me enraged. I was just enraged when I saw him. Well, I was pretty drunk, so. <laughs> I deleted it because I was like, that's not a best line. But I, I did jot it down. Um, yeah, I really. Oh. His friend brought some occasional levity to this otherwise not comedic movie. Yeah. Is the actor who plays Jerry American? Oh, I don't know. Let me check. Okay. Because I thought I could hear him like slipping into like an American accent sometimes. Um, And I wasn't sure. Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. 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 So maybe. Yeah, I can't. Now I can't remember if he just had like a British accent or if he had an Irish accent. I think he actually had an Irish accent. I was going to say, is what's his face Irish? Oh, he's Scottish. Oh, I was like, <laughs> as this movie progressed, I was like, is Gwenda Paltrow the only one with like a British accent? Because like everyone else was like Irish or Scottish and her friend was like also like Scottish maybe? I don't know. Thank you, dialect coach. Uh, let me check. Oh, her friend is American. The actress. Oh, maybe that explains like such an intense accent. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I I don't know if I have more thoughts about this film. Um, Yeah, should we just go to best and worst? I guess. Like, there's just not much more to say. I just think this film would have been... Okay, I I guess I'll tell you, like, what I thought this movie was going to be. Sure, we can do a a throwback alternate version. Yeah, I thought that this movie was going to be, like, little scenes of parallel universes of, like, what would have happened if at a pivotal moment, she had made another choice. So I thought like there were going to be like several junctures at this film where- Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's kind of what I thought because people would say like, oh, in the sliding doors version of my life. And I thought that meant like, oh, multiple parallel universes, you know, kind of situation. But no, it was just two and both of them were dull. I just wasn't expecting it to alternate so like uniformly- Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why in one of them, Gwyneth Paltrow had to give herself an unflattering haircut, because otherwise you would be confused as to which Gwyneth Paltrow was in what storyline. Oh, I did have a question, which is, I wonder how they shot this. Like, obviously cheaper to do all the similar scenes simultaneously, but Gwyneth's hair looks quite good, Mm. which makes me wonder if they did all of one and then all of the other. Oh, it's because you're like, is this a wig? Is this not a wig? Yeah. I don't know. You know, sometimes you're like clearly a wig, but it looked pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, let us move on to best. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say that movies and TV from this period do move more slowly. And you're probably right that our brains are rotted. There were a couple moments where I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. Like there's air in this where they can just like be funny in theory. Like, sometimes she and James were funny or she and her friend. Like, I don't remember exactly what, but when her friend is reading horoscopes with her, that's kind of funny. I barely remember those. <laughs> um, but mostly, I think I liked two things. I liked Jerry's friend, who is understandably giving him shit. Um, that's his main purpose. I have nothing else to say about this friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause Jerry's being like, yeah, I looked everywhere for her. I went to Anna's. And he's like, oh, you went to Anna's. You're a one man SAS crack unit. (laughs) Um, and then I really liked this very, uh, of the time reference, which is being with you makes the wait for the next episode of Seinfeld much easier to bear. Oh my God. I did laugh at that line. Um, and I also liked, I think this might have been Gwyneth Paltrow, but don't super remember which is also of the time, but has aged unexpectedly well, which was, I asked a simple question, there's no need to become Woody Allen. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> it has not aged in the way they probably expected, yep. but here we are. Yep, here we are. Um, I don't have, like, specific lines. I guess I was trying to think about them, but I... Probably the best part of the film is when she and Mummy Jonathan, our um, are getting to know each other and, um, going out and, like, having good time and, like, just kind of, like, because she's, like, really insistent that, like, she's not ready yet to, like, engage in, like, a new romantic thing, but he's obviously very interested, but, like, also trying to not push her so much, but they're, like, hanging out as, like, friends, quote-unquote, um, but it's, it's cute. It's cute. It's nice. It's, like, this really lovely thing where, like, he's being really funny, obviously, to, like, try and impress her, but also, Be himself and like she gets to sort of just enjoy that and it's you're kind of like oh I like this I actually wish like a lot of rom-coms would do more of this um to give them room to get to know one another yes probably our most frequent request yeah our complaint of a of a movie yeah um you have reminded me that I do like when they're in is it a diner I don't know and I think she's being like no you should be asking my friend instead or whatever and I don't remember like what exactly she says but he goes like oh i just blew 285 on the wrong girl yep that was cute i know he's cute they're totally cute i don't know why this movie was so boring yeah he's like totally yeah he's totally fine he's like he's uh, talks like very manically probably has adhd like (laughs) 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 but he seems lovely you know i also don't find him like extremely attractive but Again, British. Yeah, no, at one point... (laughs) Certainly better than Jerry. I was very confused because I was like, why is Jonathan from The Mummy the main love interest in this? Yeah, I was confused because, let's be honest, in The Mummy, he's next to Brendan Fraser. Like, please. I just... You kind of expect either the Hugh Grant or the Colin Firth to be hot. Yeah, they are hot. And here you were like, I guess, like, he's kind of hot, and then the other one is not at all. Yeah um what were your worst i here's what my thing says all the parts where she seemed like she might puke and then there's a second line that just says blah 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 sexist bullshit blah 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 quote women don't say what they want etc Oh, yeah, Lydia says that to him, to Jerry at one point, where he's, yeah, she's like, of course, I want you to leave your girlfriend, like, I, and he's like, but you didn't say that, and she's like, women don't say what they want, and I was like, this is nuts, this is nuts. Also odd, because she just did, but sure. Um, And then I just have a third line that I added, like, right before we recorded this, that says, just so dull. Yeah. I don't even know if I have like a worst, I hated Jerry, hated Jerry. Um, So maybe he was just the worst part of it. Like every time he was like covering up for his affair, which at the beginning was kind of funny because it was stupid. um, But as it like dragged on, I was like, oh my God, this woman is working two menial jobs so she can like keep you afloat. And for what, sir? Yeah, at least as far as I know, Seinfeld was never mooching off someone like this. Anyway, um, POC count? I counted one. I wrote POC LOL. (laughs) Um, There was literally one person of color. It was Jonathan from the Mummy's secretary. And when she showed up on screen, I had been so used to seeing white people this whole time, I was like, oh, did a double take. Oh, my God. That was so late in the movie that I did not even clock this. I had fully given up on life. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, it's England in the 90s, so no. Yep, definitely not. Um, And what would you rate this film? I don't know. We were talking about worse. So I was almost going to say, like, score-wise, I was like, two, three, four. It's hard to say because my opinion of the film was so low. <laughs> But then I was like, well, it was more of a boring low than an offensive low relative to other movies of the time. I feel kind of about it the way I felt about like Four Weddings and a Funeral, which was to say like, just like, you know, it was just slow, just like dragged. I'm looking now to see what critical response was at the time. <laughs> I think, but like a lot of people talk about this movie very fondly and... I, I, yeah I, I don't know I mean I, I didn't really feel like it was different from what I was expecting but it also didn't feel very engaging and also it went to some weird places yeah it was like fun. I was like is it a serendipity one of the very first movies I remember us giving like a four or two because originally I was like a two and then I was like maybe that's unfair I wouldn't give it a two I I would probably give it a four I, wouldn't re-watch this, but I also wouldn't unequivocally say, like, it's a terrible film. I think it depends on what you're looking for. I feel like maybe my viewing experience was a two, because as we know from previous movies, expectations are very important, and I thought it was going to be a good movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we thought, we fully thought we were going to January being like, yeah, we're going to watch Sliding Doors, we've never seen this, and then both of us were like, oh... Thinking like, oh, a classic that other people like and reference all the time. Turns out it's just a classic that people reference all the time. Yeah, maybe we should we should have just stuck with like You've Got Mail or something. Yeah, you brought that up and I was like, yeah, we would at least enjoy that. But I don't know, the good ones are less interesting. But this wasn't interesting either. I know. <laughs> That's the disappointment. Anyway, I'm going to give this 4 out of 10 stolen vodka bottles. Okay, 4 out of 10... Deaths that may or may not have occurred. Oh my god, yeah. 4 out of 10 unfinished, will never be finished novels. 4 out of 10 sandwich delivery baskets. Well, and with that... We've saved people some time. Yeah, no, thank you for joining us this episode of RomComathon. We are excited next month to view the new Netflix rom-com starring Ashton Kutcher and who is... Oh, Reese Witherspoon. I thought this was like a weird combo, by the way. Look, it's like 2009 again so soon. I know. I'm excited to watch it, and hopefully that will be a more exciting film than Sliding Doors was. Um, Please let us know if we have fully ripped apart your favorite film. I'm open to hearing other thoughts on Sliding Doors. Yeah, me too. Me too. I am. I will go back and watch Select Section Sober if a compelling argument is made. At least now we like fully understand the reference. Although I feel like I didn't really miss anything. I I think I was able to get that reference from context. I almost feel like I understood it better before watching the film. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, Please follow us on Instagram and we will see you again next month. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at Romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and Romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you!